We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Live. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Let me just go ahead and pop that air horn like eight different times. Just, just let, it, let it resonate. Let it ring. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Brandon, first of all. Yeah. We have nice things. We got a good thing. Is, is, it, is this a nice thing or a good thing? This is a good thing. Uh, and I'm, a good thing does not have to be a bad thing. So don't interpret that as like, I'm okay, poo-pooing. Okay. I'm very ecstatic right now. This was a very good trade. I, I'm glad that all it took for them was that Milwaukee pick that they didn't care about. Mm. Um, I, get why, I get why Detroit wants to do this. They've got different plans. Jeremy clearly wanted to go to a different place. And bada boom, bada bing, here we go. So we got a really good thing. This was a really good trade by Joe Cronin. Let me, uh, hold on. Uh, for those that didn't know, I was co-hosting with Dusty today at 1080. Uh, when the news broke, we were hopping off air, and we spent basically the final hour talking about exactly this. Uh, Jeremy Grant being the first piece to kind of fall. Him or John Collins was going to be the thing that happened be- real quickly. Um, and we're, everybody's in here. Thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Come have fun. Come celebrate after a bummer season. It is awesome to be able to yeah. have something cool something nice, something positive to talk about in what has been an incredibly credit, incredibly crappy eight months. Um, I, uh, quick question for you. Yeah. And I, I, if I'm forgetting one, correct me. Mm-hmm. Is, did Neil have a better move than this ever in his no. tenure? No. Okay. I didn't think so. No, this is, this isn't even just, this is the best, this is the single best transaction the Blazers have made in over a decade, probably since the tw- 2006 NBA draft. That's, as far as making transactions, because remember, they had to trade for LaMarcus and trade for Brandon Roy. That's incredibly sad to think about. My only thought was, I don't recall the Wes Matthews thing. I think he was restricted, right? They offered him. They, they, did, they did poison pill that and, and make yeah. it very difficult for Utah. If you want to say trading Gerald Wallace to the Nets to get Dame, for that pick, ultimately, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. on that list. But we're, yeah. we're talking about franchise-altering type stuff. And as good as Grant is, I don't think he's that. But the transaction, considering where they are, yeah. is 
just huge, huge, huge for where they are, what they're going. Again, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We've got almost 400 people in here already. It's 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 gonna be absolutely amazing. Uh, it's going to be awesome to be able to watch what happens over the next 24 hour. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. I've already seen a bunch of you come up, pop up in here. Um, I want a victory lap this for just a split second, just because okay. we've had this from the jump. We have, this is going back to the trade deadline. Yes, we have had this from from the jump. This was never, ever going to cost the number seven overall pick. That so many people panicked about that was one of my bigger frustrations. It was like, guys, that is never going to happen. That is far too valuable of a pick. It is. It has real value. And oh yeah, for that sure. Should, it, it, that should kind of tell you where this thing is at right now. Now, we'll get into what happens next, but the idea of getting this done before the draft, you've used the TPE, and let's actually work to that. The fact that they used the TPE, Brandon. I know. How about your <laughs> trade exception getting used, Daniel? I didn't know it was possible. Holy crap. The Rafe LaFrance expiring contract <laughs> of this generation has been used. Oh, uh, my God. Pop the air horse that one time. I know. Gee, I mean, long time coming. It is just... <sighs> it's it's a wonderful feeling. What When you saw the, the Woj bomb, yeah. what was your initial reaction? Well, here's the funny part. So I'm sitting on my couch. I'm about to go outside with my kids, and I'm going, I just got to phone my dad. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go outside and play with my kids. Weather's nice. Check my phone just real quick. And I'm caught up in this mentions back and forth that I look like one of our listeners' girlfriends. And he's very conflicted now. I think there's a part of him that's like, I'm in love with somebody that I watched <laughs> on YouTube. And he's a man and I'm not gay. And so I thought that was really You're funny. I'm man. going back and forth. Well, not according to somebody else. They yeah. said that's unfortunate. But they, they did. The back and forth was funny. And as I'm responding, I have another notification i click it it goes up and i see three tweets one of them says portland can have nice things and i go what the fuck so i go to my <laughs> i go to my feed and it updates and i'm all of a I'm sudden you it. saw everything boom 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 and i'm like oh we got it we got jeremy grant first reaction is good i'm glad that that's all it took we had talked about that at nauseum for over two months yes that if you're gonna get jeremy grant you do not trade seven Use 2025 Milwaukee, and if they don't like it, piss off. And Joe Cronin basically got on the phone with Detroit and said, you want cap space? You want a draft pick for your future? Uh, Jeremy doesn't want to be there. Let's make this work. Let's all be happy. What is the one thing that you and I have emphasized when we're talking about player personnel movement? Relationships, relationships, relationships. Yeah. Yep. What does Damian Lillard have with Jeremy Grant? A good relationship. What does Joe Josh Cronin and yes. say? What does Joe Cronin empowering guys to do? What does Josh Hart and Yusuf Nurkic have with Tampering. Jeremy Grant? <laughs> Tampering. And this is what we said: tamper yeah. away, yes. exploit every possible avenue. Yeah, get it done. Yeah, and they did. They it did. is. <laughs> I was in the studio with, with Dusty Souk and and Isaac. As it came in, and I went, <laughs> which is what I tweeted out because that was my only reaction. I had a feeling that this was coming, but not until tomorrow. 
I will just say this. This is step one. Step one is in the books. They did exactly what they needed to do. They used the minimal amount of assets to extract value and solve a position of need. Going yes. into the 2022-23 season, Brandon, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, player to be named later, Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic. It's a starting five. you got to figure out the small forward position of this. Now, yep. the, the, the interesting part of all this now is, as good as this is, as good as this is, what is the other part of this that we have said? Wait until August, right? Give or take, but tomorrow could solve a lot of problems. It could, but there's still multiple steps in this process. As yeah. of right now, you traded to New Orleans, C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance Jr., and got Jeremy Grant and Josh Hart. And Josh Hart, yep. Now, what do you do with the rest of that? Obviously, you traded off Norman Powell and, and Robert Covington as well. If you can get another dyed-in-the-wool starter, mm -hmm. and Josh Hart is coming off your bench, Nasir Little is coming off your bench, or perhaps one of them leaves, is that a successful offseason? If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you get a legitimate starter at three, and I, I assume by the way we're talking, we're doing the hypothetical if they could somehow get this OG thing to turn around because it went from, hey, this could happen to me listening to Zach Lowe yesterday saying, this doesn't make sense. Why would they do this? And they make it happen. 
Yeah, that's that's beyond. I mean, that's as good an off season as you could have asked for, given their current standing. They had next to no real assets outside of number seven. People weren't high on having. Oh, great. We got Josh Hart for CJ McCollum. That's not bad, but people were upset by that. Dame Lillard and kind of where that's going and hey, is it only going to be a year to win? Yada, yada, yada. Like all that chatter has been around and it's been an unproven general manager at the helm of this rebuild, this quick rebuild. And I would say, yes, I don't know how there's any other way to classify it. I said this before, if you get Collins, Ayton, OG, one of those three, that's of, of all the things, because I, again, I don't want to poo poo this. This is a huge deal. This is a big get, but this is the program. tertiary move. This is the good this is the good thing. Yeah. The nice things are the next level and it's one of those three guys. Aiton seems out of it. Collins has kind of gone dark on Portland and I've been told by a Toronto dude that no and yesterday the national guys were saying why would Toronto do this if you could somehow swing that back into your favor and shock the world and get OG. I there's no other classification for this offseason than they. That there just isn't. There's no other way to say this offseason is anything less than an A because of where they were given the end of the year. As of right now, we're, we're, we're B, B minus? I, I'd give it a solid B because I'll tell you this. If it's not OG, I don't want anybody else. I want them to make the pick. I want them to swing, and I want them to swing as hard as they goddamn can at a wing. Go get a wing. If you think it's sharp, cool. If you think it's Dyson Daniels, I don't care. Go get a wing. Atari Eason, you want to reach a little bit? I really don't care at this point. I'm all in. In fact, OG's nice, and I'm going to be ecstatic. There is a big part of me that's kind of excited if they can make a pick just to have that young asset who can develop with this group. They're not going to be asked to do a whole lot outside of learn along the way and maybe be good in two years. The other part of this is, and this is where we did the same thing with Chauncey Billups. He was an incomplete because of the situation that he was in. Joe Cronin, he said it himself, the teardown is the easy part. He is converted. I, I disagree with that. I'll push back. Okay. I, I think he's right, but I think in this city, the teardown is the hardest part because we love every freaking player like they're a 10-time All-NBA player. You're not wrong there. The other part of this is, again, beyond that, the build back up is difficult, and how many people were calling for Joe's head? Are those same people calling this move good? Because I saw a lot of people in that Christian Wood deal Acting an absolute fool. Oh, well, I bet you a lot of people will be criticizing Neil Olshay. Why didn't he get it done? Well, I'd say Joe Cronin got the better player for the lesser asset. Oh, yeah, you gave up way less assets to get Jeremy Grant. And, and look, even if you think Christian Wood is better, it's slightly better. It ain't like it's that big of a gap there. So I, I'm, I'm actually, I'll take the guy, I'll take the guy who played in Denver. He's got some experience. He had some OKC years that were good before they blew that thing up. I'll take that dude, even though he was in Detroit for a couple of years. I'll take that guy over the dude who's been shipped out a few times because he may or may not have attitude problems. Uh, I've seen this question a lot on Twitter. I've seen a lot of argument back and forth on this. So I'll, I'll, just, I'll kind of address this real quick as far as Jeremy yeah. Grant is concerned. Yeah. Jeremy Grant is not a three. This is the same discussion we had about Robert Covington when they moved for yeah. him. And I'll say the same thing about Cove that I'll say about Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is a four. He is a four. You know what? Let's go ahead and pull up cleaning the glass so you guys can see exactly where this stuff lies. 
Do you know Danny his reach? I know he's he's a little shorter as a four at six eight, but do we know his reach? I know he's see he looks lanky when he's out there, but we he's know dumb it's like long. six. He's he's dumb long, uh, like me, six eleven seven give me, foot give type me reach. One second, I think yeah, I got yeah, yeah. here in my, my okay. chart. Uh, and by the way, that was kind of my first thought when they got him. And his his reference page is for power and small. You're going to bring up the numbers, and we talked about this in the past, but I want you to read the numbers nonetheless. He's primarily been playing the four. He's a little more productive at the four. Yes, that is. If, that is the part of it. So, if you can have a four real quick that can shoot thirty six percent from three and and be kind of hyper athletic and rangy, I'm all in on that. You are a little shorter, but this move today kind of signaled to me that I don't think they're getting Collins. Here's the part of this. So last year in Detroit, how percentage wise, what would you say Jeremy Grant played the four? We just, just, just throw a news. number out there. We just had breaking news. Chris Haynes, Portland Trailblazers in pursuit of Toronto Raptors OG Ananobi with the number seven pick in Thursday's draft. Ha! Huh! Where did we get that? Hmm. Where did we get that? Hmm. Where have we heard this before? Hmm. Crazy, isn't it? It's the full court press, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to say they're that for the next part of the show. They're all in. They're all in. Oh, my God. Dame, Ant, OG, Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic. Holy crap. So, I guess we'll go ahead and pivot real quick. Number one, Jeremy Grant played 95% of his of, of his time at the, the power forward position. And you know why he's a power forward, ladies and gentlemen? Because the Portland Trailblazers are targeting OG Ananobi. And this is the full court press. They are leaking it. It is on. This is clutch at work. Please work. Please happen. And so Marcus says, Teehee Danny feeling himself. You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> because I've been sitting here saying this since March. And I had the entire city of Toronto in my mentions, in my DMs, telling me to go to hell, telling me to kill myself, telling me the most despicable shit imaginable. And oh, ladies you're and gentlemen, retweet, you're going to retweet this all of it is, too. Oh, I, are you kidding me? I <laughs> screenshot every single one of those scumbags. And I'm going to throw it up there. I'm going to be the most petty human being you've ever seen. Because <laughs> why? I'm not saying this stuff just to say it. Oh, man. Like, I, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I want, I want to say a couple things because this is not, it's not done. They're just, this is a tweet about pursuit. If it happens, we will get to the, the part of congratulations. Here's the flowers. I just want to throw out, it is mind blowing to watch a general manager actually have the balls to do anything to help a veteran player in the prime of his career go have his best shot to go win. It, it, it's, it's this today. I don't know if they're going to get OG. If they do, awesome. What did we always say? But Step Danny, up and swing. If you don't swing, you have what you had for the last five years with your one year being a complete outlier of matchup. This is an actual general manager that gives a damn and is trying to turn this from, what, fourth worst team, probably the worst roster-wise. It was the, the worst, the but at the end of the season, it was the worst team in the NBA. One of the worst teams we've seen in NBA history. To at least a team that makes the national guys when they do these preseason predictions go, hmm, I don't know how to feel because this team could scare the living shit out of a lot of other teams. Dame and OG Grant, Yusuf Nurkic, is a damn good team. Is it a with title heart, contending team? With heart, Nas. Well, okay. that Yeah, I mean, assuming like one of those is gone. But you I, know what I mean, though. I'm just... I you know think, what I mean, though. I think it... One of them maybe go. Listen, if Joe gets him for just seven, I, I'd imagine you are right that it's. And we talked about that, right? It's going to be a Nas. It's going to be a Heart. Like, it's going to be one of those. But I've seen a lot of people ask, 
it's going to be a haul to get OG. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe that's going to be the case. I do believe it's going to be more than number seven, but I also don't believe from what I have heard and what I have been told for months now that it is going to be everything. Imagine it's just number seven. If it's just number seven, I will be floored. Because you would have Nas at 6'8", Grant 6'8", OG at 6'7", Hart at 6'5". I mean... Yeah, it's almost like they set out to do something and they wouldn't did it. Yeah, it's almost like they saw the rest of the league and said, hey, length and athleticism... And rangy wings, that matters. Look at the NBA Finals, for God's sakes. Uh, Billy coming in here now. Yes, the TPE is gone. Jeremy Grant was absorbed in the TPE because the transaction was just picks and a player going back and forth. So that means there was no money going out for Portland side, which means he has to be absorbed into the TPE unless, unless they, well, no, because they'll still want to use Jeremy for the DPE because he's got the larger salary. So they want to maximize that part of it so it makes it easier to kind of figure some things out. Um... But there you go. I, I had the uh, let's talk about Trader Joe. What's coming next and previewing the draft? But uh, shout out Chris Hayes for uh, <laughs> for putting that one out there. But that's that's the news, and we're up to hey, over eight hundred people in and, here right and now. I, so. I just want to say too, because I'm seeing some tweets from people that I follow, people being retweeted, and I understand that the OG Portland stuff. Like I saw this from Hardwood. You know, wait, was the clutch wants OG to Portland for the seven thing not already out there? No, no, no. It was. There is a difference, ladies and gentlemen, when Danny, me, random other blog or podcast hosts talk about this stuff. There's a difference when it goes to the Woj, Haynes, Shams. This is the Blazers the putting level. pressure on the Toronto yes. Raptors. That's yes. what this is. Yeah. Like, like if you want to, you want to context clue this. You want to read between the lines. That's what this is. This is this is an all-out blitz to try to get OG Ananobi for the number seven pick. That's what this is. I hope they can pull it off. I hope they can pull it off for basketball reasons entirely, but I'm lying through my teeth if I don't say I, I want to be the pettiest SOB on the face of the planet. I, I, saw, I want I saw. the entire city of Toronto <laughs> to block me when it's all said and done. Well, that, they probably already have. I saw this one from, from uh, your good friend Seth Partnow. Uh, Dame plus a bunch of 6'8 defenders does not not intrigue me. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like that sounds like a really good idea. I Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. This is wild. Wild. This is great stuff. I love having a general manager that, care, that cares. It doesn't just care about his job preservation and standing with the, uh, you know, the, the mediocre moves that he made. And that 2025 pick, like, I'm not joking when I say this. I wouldn't have been shocked if Olshay valued that as some, like, hey, I could get the next best player from Pepperdine with that pick in four years. <laughs> Like, in all seriousness, it wouldn't have shocked me. Listen, this is all I've ever wanted. If this was Neil Olshay doing this, no, no. So for, for, again, I feel like you should have sang that. Just, you should be like, it's all I ever wanted. It's all I ever wanted. Um, Sith Vong says, I want Drake making diss tracks about Danny. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a hook em horns for the Raptors where I could, I could do a down horns, I, w- I would do it at this point in time. Uh, here we go. The word, this is from Fisher. The word surrounding OG Ananobi's trade candidacy featuring Portland and Utah. New York's options at, oh, that's a New York thing. Sorry. Well, I will tell you this. There's a reason why, ladies and gentlemen, again, we have discussed OG Ananobi and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. That is the competing force. And Rudy Gobert is a really good player. I wouldn't yes. blame Toronto for going that direction, nor Utah, obviously, for but wanting to the, do that. Oh, no, listen, Utah wants it. 
Yeah. Utah wants it because they want to do the same thing with Donovan Mitchell. The Trailblazers trying to do with Damian Lillard. Yep. Surpro- surround him with impact defenders. Weird. Who built? Who built the? Def- who just built the Eastern Conference champions? Who's now working in Utah? Oh, is that Danny H? Oh, what's who are the two best players on Boston's uh, team? The two six eight wings. Oh, that's crazy. It's almost, like Danny, it's almost like Danny Ainge knows that having athletic wing play is important in this league. And Joe Cronin's sitting here go, yeah, I've known this for four years, and I've been stuck at the helm having to serve at that freaking douchebag. So, again, this, this is all I've ever wanted for this organization, is to just be willing to pressure, to take swings. I tweeted it out earlier, the, the idea of, like, Neil O'Shea saying, it takes two to tango, it takes two to tango, it takes two to tango. Have you tried asking anybody? Right. Are you willing to step up to the table? Because right now, Joe Cronin is putting them on the table. Within less than a, a year. I mean, we're we're what? How many? He months got the are official job it? four months ago. But when did he turn? When did he take over? What? February? January? Was that December? I can't remember. He, no, no. Point, he was dis- but... Neil was dismissed uh, December sixth or fourth. It's one of those two. I can't remember. Yeah. But he was the interim for about a month, and then he got the ability to hire Andre Patterson. And then we saw some hiring and firing internally within the Blazers, and we were kind of like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then they made it official, what, right at the end of the season? Uh, yeah, roughly. He's been more involved and more active in pursuit of change in seven months than Neil Olshay okay. was in basically ten years. I, I really hate to say this, but like the facts are just the facts here. He may not get OG. He's obviously aggressively trying. It's a dude that cares. Whereas the last guy, I thought it was abundantly clear the last three years there. That Skating. dude checked out, man. Skating. Checked out. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll open it up real quick. Um, let's take some questions because things are going to change right now. My phone is going absolutely bonkers. Um, <laughs> so if you guys have got questions, we'll let a couple come in here real quick. Uh, and everybody's super excited. Garage Gamer uh, just uh, said, not a bummer, Brandon. This is happy, hey, Brandon. Hey, yeah, not a bummer, Brandon, right now. So, Scott Mills, this is the question that we've gotten asked a lot. And this is, I was waiting until after the draft to do this video. Uh, this is probably the most requested thing that I have gotten this year, it's, or this this offseason, is how, how are Dame and Ant together different than Dame and CJ? I'll kind of quickly profile it here. Number one, you're getting real impact wings around them. That's, that's a huge, let's just say that. I, I can't overstate that there. enough. Yeah. That they're yeah. getting, if, uh, I shouldn't say, if they get OG Ananobi, they have one of the best point of attack defenders in the entire NBA. Point, period, point blank. You can be disruptive. You can dictate things. You can switch across your back line. Like you can be supremely aggressive. Those things matter. The other part of this is Ant is longer, quicker, more explosive, more athletic than C.J. McCollum ever was. Ever. Oh, no, no, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Does Ant need to work on his defensive game? Yes. Has Ant told me specifically that he, that's those are the things that he's working on? Yes. Offensively, they're very different. Ant and CJ. They're both supremely talented shooters. But that's where it stops. CJ needs the ball infinitely more than Anthony Simons. You saw what happened with Anthony Simons when he ran the point. He was off the ball, creating, attacking, getting downhill, doing things that looked a lot like Damian Lillard. But he's Mm -hmm. also arguably one of the three best spot-up and -and catch-and-shoot guys in the entire NBA. BDA Sports International tweeted out earlier today, I believe it was his catch-and-shoot percentage. I think he was top three. 
Yep. They, they they tag me in the in the ant tweets now. So so as it came through my mentions. I wonder why you just wear his hats and have his poster on our podcast. I, I, I may I may <laughs> know the guy. Um, it's there's there's a lot of different scenarios at play that make this different beyond just the differences between Anthony Simons and CJ McCollum. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, it's I think it's a fair thing to ask. Um, obviously, I know they're different players. Their styles are different. I think Ant, uh, with the certain kind of flow of things, can fit really well. But mm-hmm. I do think it's a fair thing to wonder. But if you're going to get sure. an OG on Anobi and a Jeremy Grant, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, compare that to a Mo Harkless and an Al Farouk Aminu. And I don't even know if these people are wrong, but I know that people exist that think, had you had that kind of play and made any kind of move, and just built with those two, you could have maybe felt a lot different about the tenure. And I don't, I won't completely dismiss that. It does make you feel different when you have better defensive players and you have rangy wing play at, at, on the court with those two. It just will. This is another question here. This is from the account. Great name. Are the, <clears throat> excuse me, are the sharp? I have no voice. Turns out doing three hours of radio and then coming here and doing this immediately. <clears throat> Not good for your voice. Voice. Uh, oh, tell me about it. Hey, you get a couple hours. Come on now. Uh, are the sharp rumors part of a media pressure for OG indicative of genuine probability to draft him or both at once? Where do you fall there? Can you ask again? You cut out in my headphones. Oh, there we go. Uh, are the sharp rumors, Shaden Sharp, uh, yeah. part of a media pressure for OG indicative of genuine probability to draft him or both at once? Mm. I kind of lean both at once. Yeah. Yeah. For those on, on, on the on the audio side, uh, that's that's the can't see me smoke. Screen. I was I was gonna say uh, there's a lot of people listening to the podcast, yep. not able to see yep. it. So yep. Yep. explain that one. No way, the visual medium doesn't play well on audio forms. <laughs> Who knew? Somebody tell Colin Coward. <laughs> Joy, Joy, watch this. Watch this highlight. Like, oh, I'm just in my car. Yeah, no, it's it, it makes a, a ton of sense, but a the. The noise around the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. the discussion around the Portland Trailblazers, both publicly and privately, has hinted at building around Damian Lillard, period, point blank, for yep. over four months. 48 hours before the draft, the Blazers have shifted course and are going to draft you. Shaden Sharp. Hey, we, if we all we can go off is what we're told, Daniel. That's, that, that's a... That's a he- listen. I love me a, flex- a flexible front office that's willing to adapt and change to the to the the changes of the market. Um, maybe not that flexible. That's a little too much for me. But mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting interesting scenario to kind of watch it all unfold. Jason says if Portland lands OG tonight, still have the draft show. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But I don't think it's going to happen. I very much think that that's going to go down to the wire. Masai Ujiri is not somebody who typically. Uh, is forced to make a decision early. I mean, you're talking about one of the best in the business. He knows yes. what he's doing. He's not going to succumb to the pressure of a tweet and say, well, I got to make the deal now. It's it's all it's all but over. I think tomorrow uh, is when we hear it. I think we scheduled to do the show still. Yep. I, and honestly, I still think we could do what? Top lottery pick? Just do the lottery. Yeah, we do maybe. the lottery and then I'll head out to the practice facility. I'm already confirmed to be down in the building. So, uh, and hey, if you guys are anybody's out there watching right now, if you're listening to this tomorrow morning or when I put this up and you guys want to go to the Bill Burr show, DM me and buy my tickets because I'm an <laughs> idiot because I bought these Bill Burr tickets in like December or January and they're draft night. So, 
You want to know something funny? I just got offered by my little brother to go to that show too. Oh, did you? For free. I mean, he goes, I, hey, I got a free ticket. And I was like. Uh, I really wanted to go on other great tickets. Uh, <laughs> well, what time's the draft? Five? Yeah. Show's at seven. Yeah, we're only doing the lottery though. Yeah, I was going down to the practice facility, so. Oh, yeah. I was talking about me. Yeah, I'm no. selfish. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, speaking of selfish, no, I'm kidding. Uh, TurboTastic, <laughs> what do you think they do at the center position? Nurk's a free agent, and I only really want to run it back with Zeller and Watford at backup center. They're okay. signing Nurk. Yeah, so <laughs> let's run through this. This is part of the what's next. If what they're doing or what they're hoping to accomplish happens, then the, the under eight and stuff is completely done. Like, it's just not happening right now. They're going to sign Yusuf Nurkic. And part of that makes a ton of sense, particularly because they got him to shut it down for the season. They're going to pay him. Now, again, who represents Yusuf Nurkic? Clutch. Who represents OG Ananobi? Clutch. Let's not piss off anybody right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that part of it makes a ton of sense. So they bring back Nurk, and they'll, if, if the math that I did looking at all of this says they will have access to the full MLE, if, my, if, if the transactions process the way that I think they will, mm-hmm. they will have access to the full MLE. Then they could go out there, and I heard that there's a there might be a slight change in Mo Bamba. He might be he might be available. He might be obtainable. So now you're going to bring us a seven foot dude with a nine foot re- like reach. Oh my god! Come off the uh, bench. Real, real quick, because uh, somebody else asked. Um, uh, Jeremy Grant has an eight foot eleven inch standing reach and a seven foot three wingspan. Seven three. Okay. Yeah. That uh, makes... he's, he's part pterodactyl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you ran it with Al Farouk for years, so you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, serious. You ran it with Al Farouk for like six years. I think you'll be okay. Uh, and then uh, Evan James just thought, thought bombing to the Knicks was done. Yeah, I, I had heard a lot of the same, but it sounds like that they're gonna—they're probably gonna invest in uh, Mitchell Robinson again, which I found yeah. to be a little bit interesting. Inch, interesting decision, considering Mo is from New York, so you get a little bit of the New York crowd to go in. It sounds like they're gonna swing and miss on Jalen Brunson. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the Knicks do. When the Knicks get desperate, the Knicks do some goofy things. Maybe they offer uh, Mo Bamba a max contract. Quickly on the Nurkic front, mm-hmm. you also have to take into account how the season ended. I don't know how many people remember this. He was actually starting to play really he good basketball. Well. He played the best basketball of his career, probably. Well, and post-leg break. Post-leg break, he was getting it going. Now, again, the team wasn't very good, but he was putting up the stats. You're not getting a guy in a contract year to voluntarily shut it down without some serious assurances without a big handshake of yeah big guy we're going to give you that contract because that would make no financial sense for him and by all reports that injury was as fake as anything so i i, I just i think that's all but done personally uh jeremy Kreklow, this is a serious question what's the chance of lebron coming up to portland for a year or two given him and damer cool <laughs> and the portland becoming clutch northwest not happening doubt that now when braun retires maybe fenway sports group puts in a bid for the blazers uh if phil knight hasn't bought him by then but or we use one of our second round picks and draft Bronny. which that might be the way to bring him in i'm all in bring 41 year old lebron james to town he could be our sixth man this is this is the big question and this is what i will be kind of tracking over the next 24 hours this is from jaron if og doesn't happen do they keep the pick who is their target i don't know well, that's the fun thing here to me, and I, I, I do think it's important to note, if, if Masai does not give in and OG isn't traded to Portland. Where they pivot here is interesting. 
go. I, there is no the pivot to me is keep the pick and you and you draft him. You go draft a player. I value that too much. There's nobody else out there outside OG that that really interests me that much. I want them to go get a young wing. I want I want some more nice things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with evaluating this class, trusting. If you're going to trust Joe Cronin to give him that job from a franchise standpoint, and you're happy today from a fan standpoint that he got Jeremy Grant for a pick he didn't care about, let's trust him with the draft pick. I mean, I think he at least deserves that. So whether that's, again, a Dyson Daniels, uh, a Matherin, a Sharp, I'm just, I'm kind of throwing names top of my head. And those three are kind of just up there. But whoever that is, go draft a three. And let's trust that that player can be helpful and impactful and maybe year two take quite a step to help that roster. I, I really, really want them to keep that pick and use it if they can't get OG with it. The interesting thing about this is this draft is not wingy. Mm-hmm. It's got some bigs. Yep. got quite a few combo guards. It's got some tweeners, right? It's got these 6'5 guys who some want to say, he's kind of 6'6 six, six if he's standing up yeah. a little bit more. A lot of guys that are maybe like, if they were that size, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. But Sharp does interest me. I got to be honest. I know that's a that may be a no-go because he's 18 on the timeline with what this team is, but it does interest me quite a bit. Yeah, it, it's – it. His teammates, look, I'm just I'm just gonna relay information in case people missed my morning radio show today. Yeah, go. Had a guy had a guy from Kentucky on just like, hey, you're down in Lexington. What happened here? By all reports, great kid, great guy. He allowed handlers and parents to kind of step in and say, You don't really need to play, Shaden. You you have the athleticism and gifts to still get drafted fairly highly. That's exactly what happened. He didn't play. They thought he was going to. Calipari thought he was going to. He never did. When asked for the first time, his teammates, hey, what can you tell us about this kid? The first answer was, oh, oh, NBA player. He can shoot. He can handle. He play makes. Incredible. When I asked a draft scout or draft evaluator for CBS Sports, Matt Norlander, Mm -hmm. he thinks he's the top three talent in the entire draft and thinks if he would have played his year at Kentucky – this is a top three pick. He is bypassing a Jabari, a Palo, a Chet, whoever the hell you want to throw in there. Which he's, he under, he's, he's undersized for that spot. For that spot. But he, he thinks he's that kind of talent. The other thing to consider, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, Giannis is an outlier here. But the cool thing about Giannis is when he was drafted, he was 6'9". He's now damn near 7 feet, if not 7 feet. Shane's 18. I don't know if he's not going to grow another inch. And maybe he gets to 6'7" and you feel a little different. So, again, I'm just selling high on a guy that they may or may not even be drafting, but I'm kind of telling you guys where I'm at on this. If it's not OG, I want them to use that pick. I think it can be valuable. When I... God, my throat is just cooked. You sound like me after a post-game show with a (laughs) wake-up call. The, uh, The idea of Shaden Sharp makes a lot of sense and Jay Billis said the same thing he said he said if he went back to school and came out next year he thinks he would be the number one overall pick Jay Billis Which, went to campus and couldn't stop staring at him he went to scout the Kentucky team and just could not stop watching Shaden play the which is insane to think about when Victor Wimbayana is in next year's draft right that class next year is supposed to be loaded low like the first 
eight guys in that draft would go ahead of basically everyone in this draft. Mm-hmm. That's how good that class is right now looking. It's, it's insane. Now, if you wanted to live on both sides of the fence, which is the now and post Damian Lillard, sure, makes sense. Because if you did this, you would be moving into a world where in two, three years, whatever it is, if Dame moves on, your lineup consists of Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, possibly OG Ananobi, who are going to be anywhere between Ant and OG would be 25 and 28, which that's, that's their primes. <laughs> yeah. And Shaden Sharp would be 22, which is Anthony Simons right now. And you'd move Ant to maybe a more natural position at the one, and you'd be bigger. You'd be supremely athletic. It's it's a position where if you're hedging against Damian Lillard leaving, it makes sense. I don't believe the Blazers are doing that. And I think that they are going to... If they do end up making the selection at that spot because they can't get a deal for OG done, mm-hmm. I don't. I think they try to find a trade. So you, you between you, now you and, and free agency, tap in for hypothetical purposes. The Lou Dort for twelve. You get a you get a bench guy who's really good defensively and can shoot. I think they. If, I think if they move back in the draft, yeah, to get more, yeah. I think they would ask for a a shit ton. I think they would ask for Lou Dort, 12, and another first-round pick from OKC. Considering OKC has three in the first, right? Yes, but okay. I think they would ask for a 2023 pick because they have multiple. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be I would be fantastic. As long as – I'll say this, too. If that's your move, then cool. You've added depth. I mean, you're also still having a pick. I, I just – I want them to draft tomorrow. And if it doesn't happen because you get OG, I can live with that. I'm, I'll, I'll be ecstatic. That is nice things. That's the very definition. If it's not OG, I still want to have a pick. If, whether that's trading and getting an asset with another asset, I still want Rest- to draft pick. Restocking the cupboards makes sense for, again, spreadsheet basketball. I am 100% on board. And just hammering through this stuff, yeah, it's, it's something that I beat Neil O'Shea over the head about, just pissing away assets over and over and over again. Yep. Throwing up picks to move up to draft Zach Collins and coming out with nothing. Nothing. He's in San Antonio. All of his 2016 money that he spent being turned into nothing. That's not true. Yeah. It turned into Andrew Nicholson's dead money. That's actually the worst possible asset. Not only did it cost you nothing, it cost you something. It's still costing him $2.8 million this year. Right. So, in a vacuum, that makes sense. But this move, the Jeremy Grant move, signals entirely that they are looking at the right now. But a hundred percent. I think you can balance it, though, Danny. I think you can. Let, let's. What if they get OG? That's it, though. Oh no, no. If you get OG, I, I, I'm, you're on, I'm changing. On board. Okay. I'm on board. Gotcha. Yeah. No. Gotcha, I'm gotcha, saying gotcha, gotcha. if it's not OG, I either want them to stay at seven, or go get Lou Dorton twelve and draft Tari Eason if he's there. Like, I, I want them to get a little weird if you can't get OG. Okay. And whether that's keeping seven or moving back and getting another player. Either scenario, I'm ecstatic. I think Blazer fans should be really happy right now. This isn't about Jeremy Grant is going to win you a championship. This is about solving a positional need for a low-cost price while still having another, your most valuable asset, the only one that's not untouchable, 
and using that or flipping it for another pick and a player that can help. I've seen a lot of this already as far as Jeremy Grant, OG positionality, like what, what they're looking to do, just to kind of reiterate. OG is a three, yeah. Grant's a four. And yeah. as far as the positionless NBA, the Trailblazers aren't there yet because they have a traditional big and they have a traditional point guard. Yeah. They, they don't have a, in Damian Lillard, a Marcus Smart who's a primary ball handler of sorts, but also 6'4", 6'5", and, and yeah, a, a complete tank. Yeah. Dame, don't get me wrong, strong as an ox, but not that kind of player. Ant is a traditional two. Grant and OG are going to slot in as the three and four. Now, does this give the Blazers an opportunity to do some weird shit? Yes, it does. They could mm-hmm. go Ant, Hart, Nasir, Grant, oh, yeah. OG, and go hyper, hyper athletic and just do things that Portland has not been able to do for a decade or yep. longer. That's that's the that, the positional flexibi- uh, flexibility of that makes a ton of sense. Hundred percent, yeah. And I think that's that's something that's that's on the table now. Just getting Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant allows you to do some positional things that you couldn't do before. Because as much as he's a four, and I've kind of driven this home, Covington was a four leaning towards a small ball five from the jump. Grant is a four. Now, if you squeeze him in at the three, is it the end of the world? No, especially considering the Blazers are playing small and they've they've had opportunities opportunity cost to that position in the past. But I don't think you're optimizing it. And what Joe Cronin and Chauncey Belp seem to be all on board for is getting size, getting length, getting athleticism, getting that ability to dictate and optimization. Yep. And that's that's the opportunity that's on the table right now. Um I feel like we're going to just kind of start rehashing stuff as we're getting through this and we're going to get more information as it comes in. So we're going to kind of wrap it up here. Yeah. I don't see fine. any other questions. Uh, we got a big day tomorrow. We have a <laughs> massive day tomorrow. Brandon and I will go live at four 30. So four yeah. 30, uh, we will be going live via the watch playback app. You guys, it'll be public. Everybody should be able to get in. There should be no issues. I will post links on Twitter. I will post links on Instagram. I will post links on the YouTube channel. If you guys are new here, we appreciate you. We love you. We've been floating in and out over 1,000 live viewers, so thank you guys. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. You can follow us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jacked Ramsey's. Uh, email the show, jackedramseys at gmail.com. Tomorrow is going to be a massive, massive, massive day. Um, and again, this is kind of what we've been hinting at really since the trade deadline. What can they get done draft night? And then what can, how does it look come August 1st? It's amazing when you don't overreact and bury somebody after a trade deadline. It's crazy, isn't it? Give him the opportunity. Listen, <laughs> if he buried himself, then so we, be it. We would have told you, though. We would have been honest about it. I, I, I don't get paid by Joe Cronin to give takes, no, man. Like, that certainly ain't happening. So it's a good start. It's a great start to an offseason. So, again, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, we will see you there. Uh, until then, enjoy this, this small win, and we will catch you guys later.